Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and skincare. And today I'm joined by my other co-founder, Craig McDonald, who heads up coaching uh, in our in our program. Welcome back, Craig. You're so lucky to come on every week, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. <laughs> so you should be thanking me. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's great to have you at every week. And we can just sort of discuss topics that are coming up. And um, one thing I said to Craig, and I've just noticed this heaps over the years too, even just with women messaging me on Instagram over the years. Um, and this is just something that I've no- noticed in the last month, so I thought, you know, we'll get on and, and you know, Craig and I can have a real frank. <laughs> Craig has, he likes to have a rant, but, you know, it's funny. I always say to Craig, like, the best mentors that I've ever had have always just really talked to me, like, given it to me straight up, Ooh. you know, because I think, uh, yeah. Anyway, it'll, it'll make sense when I tell you what we're going to talk about. So often I get messages from women on Instagram, you know, who have done a lot of restrictive diets like I had done. Um, and they move to a, I guess you'd call it out this approach. Well, I just think we're promoting a balanced, sustainable approach. So pro-metabolic, we call it pro-metabolic, you know, eating nutrient-dense food and tracking your food and strength training and daily movement. And this is not a quick fix, but we all know that quick fixes don't get you there. You know, I spoke to a lady last week. She'd done the HCG diet seven times. So mm. lost and regained 20 kilos Ouch. seven times. Mm. So I think if you're here, you, you know, you know that that shit doesn't work and you need to commit to a more sustainable approach. But saying that, it's not always easy and it's not quick and you have to knuckle down and do the hard work and be consistent and show up and develop new habits. Otherwise, otherwise you know, you have to learn as well. Because I think one of the things, one of the reasons why a lot of women, Craig and I have talked about this, like these other diets and why I did is because it was easy and you didn't have to learn about your body. It was just like, okay, I'm just going to cut an entire fucking food group mm. or I'm going to c- cut an entire macronutrient um, like carbs and yeah, I lose the weight quickly, but it just, you just, it ends in more pain down the track. Um, and one thing I really noticed with women with this, the ones that don't get a good result. And if you feel triggered by me saying this, <laughs> then I would recommend that you look in the mirror. Like, you know, I always think if I feel triggered or a bit offended by what something someone says, I think, oh, geez, maybe you need to turn it around and look at yourself, Kitty. Um, you know, and what, what I notice a lot with women, they'll message me on Instagram, go, oh, you know, I've changed over. I'm eating, you know, I'm, I'm starting to include these nutrient-dense foods and I'm not smashing myself seven days a week with um, with cardio and I'm, I'm, you know, eating carbs. But you know, it's not working, Kitty. You know, I'm just gaining all this weight. I'm steadily gaining. And the first question I ask them is, are you tracking your food? And 98% of the women that reply say either, oh, no, I'm not tracking at all, Kitty, or I'm not tracking consistently. Mm. And, you know, I think it's like, well, if you're not tracking your food, of course it's not working. (laughs) Like, you know, how do you know what to change when you're not getting the result that you want? And, you know, it's, it's, and I just, and this was just a, this is a post actually, I noticed um, this, this, this lady wrote this really great um, reply to a post in our seven day program. Uh, a lady had just said, oh, you know, look, I've been doing this since January and I've gradually been, my weight's been going up. And a lady just commented and said, are you tracking your food? 
And she said, no, I've been very slack with it. And then she wrote this great response saying, well, look, you know, if you don't track your food, you're probably eating in a calorie surplus. So therefore you're going to be gaining weight. Remember, this isn't a quick fix. Like I've found when I've tracked my macros consistently and hit the targets, eating in a small deficit, I'm strength training three days a week and be diligent. I actually lose body fat. And she's like, you know, it's not a quick process, but it was never promised to be a quick process. It's a, it's a, it's learning and growing and, you know, over time you're going to gradually get there. And I was like, Oh wow, that was a really good, that was a really good response. Mm. Um, And, you know, I think that it's so easy to go like, and again, if this triggers you, cause I've done this before too, when things aren't going your way, how easy is it to blame someone else? It's not my fault. You know, it's my husband's or this is too hard or I can't learn tracking. Or maybe you're telling yourself some stories that you can't do something that yet you know, that you can't do something. And of course, you're not going to be able to do it if you don't try and persist. Um, So, you know, I just, we wanted to do this podcast to talk a bit more about like, you know, why potentially that you're gaining weight. And if you're not tracking, why you need to track. And look, there are some cases where women, you know, like as an example, I was, um, when I started this process, and again, this isn't the same for everyone. This is unique to me and other women who might be like me. I really restricted to maintain my weight. So I was 62 kilos. So when I met Craig and Emma, I ate a lot more and I trained heavy and hard and I put on weight. So I put on muscle and fat. So my weight actually went up, but some of it was muscle and some of it was fat. Um, so, you know, there are cases when if you're someone who's been severely restricting and you are at a low body fat and low body weight, then you will gain weight, but you also need to look at it and go, is it muscle? Is it fat? Do I actually need to gain this weight to get healthy? And if it's yes, then it's just a process that you have to go through. But then there's other women who are like 35% body fat who don't need to be gaining more body fat, you know, in this process. So I think it's about, you know, really, really taking ownership and, and, you know, like, am I actually tracking so Craig, maybe you can expand a bit more and talk about like some, if someone's gaining weight, why is it? Well, they're in a caloric surplus. <clears throat> they're in a, they're, they're in a positive energy balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think this is something that um, we've sort of spoken about before. And I think at times people want to kind of overcomplicate the fuck out of that, but that's what it is. Like that there is no way around it. If, if your weight is going up, it's because, your energy intake uh, is more than what you're expending, right? So when a lot of people, and I've heard, of, you know, certainly um, you know, different groups kind of talk about, they're like, there's more to it than just calories in, calories out. Well, no, that there really isn't. Yes, in the context of behavior and habits and, and all of those things, yes, absolutely, I would agree with that. But at the end of the day, the outcome that you are looking for is ultimately, well, what's the goal? My goal is to lose weight, right? Well, you need to be in a caloric deficit, which means that the, the energy that you've got coming in needs to be uh, uh, less than what's going out. Would you right? say, can I just ask you a quick question about that? No. <laughs> Interrupt me. No, but I just, I just want to just yeah, ask yeah, something yeah. on what you're talking about. Because yes. I often hear you, Craig, talk about it's creating this like higher energy flux state. So like, you know, you talk about like people come in, they obviously eat better food, get more nutrients in, they start moving every day, they start strength training. So obviously they, they are improving their metabolic rate, but they're also improving their energy output and they're eating more. So they're feeling more energetic. So it's trying to create, right, this high energy. Yeah, but hold on, hold on a second. All right. <laughs> this is a real uh, triggering topic for me because I, oh, 
I try not rant about it, but geez, I, it really fucks me off because it's 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 purely just a case of like when someone goes, it's not working, and I'm like, well, what's not working? They're like, well, I'm eating this food and my weight's not going down, and I'm like, well, at the fundamental level, you need to be creating a caloric deficit, right? And the best way to to, to create the caloric deficit is essentially understanding how much food you're eating, and if you don't know how much food you're eating. When it doesn't work, you won't know what to change because you can't fucking explain how that was supposed to work in the first place because the one thing that you need to fucking track, you're not fucking tracking. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I'm getting sort of fired up there, but the people kind of are asking the questions that just aren't relevant, all right? If you understand how much you eat, it's then very easy to see, does my weight go up? Does it stay the same? Does it go down? right? Yes, the influences of energy expenditure in terms of steps and training, all those things will have an influence. But the biggest contributor by far is how much you eat. No, not what you eat, how much you fucking eat. Because you could still lose weight by eating white fucking table sugar every day, right? If protein and calories are equated, you got all your carbs from fucking white sugar, it would come down. All right. Now that's an extreme example. And obviously I'm not telling anyone to do that. But what I'm simply saying is that you cannot make energy out of nothing. Calories is what we get from food, are measures of energy, all right? You can't create energy out of breathing the fucking air, all right? It is 100% determined by what you stick down your neck on a consistent, bolded capital letters, consistent daily basis, right? So, if you understand how much you're, you're, you're putting in, you can then go, okay, I need to make an adjustment up or down in order to affect my goal with body weight going up, body weight going down. That's it. All right. Then obviously we then need to start getting into the, 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 the calorie out equation. You know, what my, what my daily uh, total daily energy expenditure is in terms of how much movement I'm doing, what my training's like, you know, those things are definitely going to affect that at the end of the day. But the reality is, if you're not being specific with what you're reporting, right? And when we look at all of the studies uh, that, that that have that have been done, it, literally there was a, a new one that was done just the other day, and there's, there's 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 probably thousands of these, like so many metabolic ward studies that have been done. But uh, the latest one that James Krieger actually put out, and he uh, he has a publication called Weightology, uh, which is an awesome read. And he basically goes through and reads all of the studies that are done in this stuff. And then he puts them together in really easy digestible forms for people to understand. And the latest one, um, it was 10 subjects. Every single person um, was underreporting their food in intake by an average of 1,453 calories per day, an average, right? So when you don't accurately track, it's, it's and I'm not, I'm not, there has been some cases, but in most cases, it's not even a case of the person's deliberately lying. It's just simply a case of like, well, my weight's going up. Well, are you tracking food? Oh, not really. I kind of am. I can't. I'm probably 90% consistent. Away. There's no way you can possibly accurately understand what any of that means. So when they go through these studies where they actually get people to ad lib and self-report and, and, and do what they, what they're actually doing is under-reporting by, by an average in, in this particular that's study, a lot. 14, that's a lot of calories per day. Mm. 
and and this, I mean, these were done in obese individuals. So most people who, who are at average weight aren't increasing because then they would be obese if they were adding in an extra 1,400 calories a day. But even in studies with average weight people, you know, we see three to four to 500 calories difference. And this is just coming back to that simple, simple fundamental term. If your weight is going up, you're eating too much food. It's as simple as that. Right. And they're like, I'm eating all the good foods and I'm doing all this sort of stuff. I just don't understand. You don't need to understand. If your fucking weight's going up, you're fucking eating too much food. That that that's it. Yeah. But you know, also too, I think the tracking, like there's more nuances to that, obviously. And there's foods yes. that we recommend for obviously, a reason. But I, I want to have a home this yeah. fucking fundamental issue, right? If your weight is going up, do not overthink it. No, it's not your metabolism. Not tracking no, you're accurately. Not, no, you're not, you're not supernatural. Yeah. There's nothing. All right. It is that. So if, if you do not want your weight to come up and your weight, you want your weight to go down, then you need to create a caloric deficit. And that happens primarily by how much you're eating. And then yes, the, the, the total daily energy expenditure, the steps, the training, all of those things will affect that. Absolutely. But the reality is if the weight isn't going down, then you're just not creating that well enough. So you have to look at that as a basic fundamental point to go, okay, I want my weight to come down. How do I do that? I've got three levers to pull, how much food I eat, my steps and my training. That's it. Mm. All right. That's Okay. Yeah, the ba- at the base. But I'll I mean, obviously, there, yeah, it's yeah. not, that's not the only thing because otherwise no, we just go, just eat McDonald's and, and fucking yeah. and, and KFC to meet your macros. Right. The food choices are important and there are things that influence, you know, energy, cellular energy, you know, like PUFAs. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why, because obviously you your body has the nutrients. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the, the, what you eat is important, but you need to track to, you know, I think a lot of women too, when they, like, I've just had women say this to me, I've had the conversation with them and they go away and they track and they're like, oh, kitty, wow, you're right. Like, also I'm under eating protein and massively yeah. overeating fat. So once yeah. they readjust their macros, get them eating enough you know, bioavailable protein, then they set their carbs and fat and they start tracking consistently. They're like, oh, wow, it's working. Yeah. You know, I'm losing, losing body fat or, you know, yeah. for other women too, it might be a matter of they need to get specific to build muscle yes. and change their body composition. But without tracking, you just don't know. No, you, right. you, you can't completely, make completely blind. And, that, and yeah. all it does is leave you more confused and frustrated than what you already are. Yeah. Because you're just like, well, why isn't this working? I don't understand what to do next. And it's just like, well, the answer is really simple. Mm. But it, but it, the, the, the problem often is just the execution and how people are doing it. Mm. right? And I would always argue and often what we try and do with clients when they first sort of start, if they're, they're fairly kind of new to tracking, it's just like, let's set up a meal plan that's very easy for you to execute. Tell me the foods that you like. Let's, how many meals per day do you want to have? Tell me about your schedule. Is it four meals, five meals, six meals, whatever it is? Okay, four meals. Okay, great. What are you going to have for breakfast? What are you going to have for lunch? You know, when's your next meal? Late afternoon, cool. Then, 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 it's, then it's dinner time. Okay, great. What are the, some of the foods that you can eat consistently that you would enjoy? And, ju- and it's purely just, go, oh, I don't want to eat the same thing every day. I, yep, I know that. But let's just for now, let's just try and keep the food choices just a little bit more simple because I simply want you to get into the habit of, of preparing your food and, and, and creating these meal plans and creating this routine of when you eat and how you eat. And, you know, if you're going to take your little Tupperware table, like all of that is just a habit and routine that you absolutely at a fundamental level must have down pat in order to create the consistency long-term to ultimately see the changes that you want to see. 
Mm. And if you fail a plan, you plan to fail. And this is where ultimately so many people are stuck on this fucking hamster wheel. They go over and over again, trying to overcomplicate the process. Why isn't this happening? And it just comes back to the basic fundamentals of not being dumb. So it's it's like, we just need to create this, you know, like bring back the quote, create this, this meal plan that's just easy for you to execute. Because if you can get one week down where you've done it, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I do notice that I'm sleeping better. Yeah, I do notice I'm not getting any cravings because my food was already prepared and it was there. And the food that I ate was food that I enjoyed. And it's, you know, the things that, that are very easy for me to eat. And my, I found my digestion starting to improve. And therefore my energy was better. My moods were more stable. All of a sudden they start getting a lot of these wins that when you look at it over just a seven day period, you tick them all off and you're like, wow, that's a lot of wins. That's really good. All right. Can I do this for another week? I can. I do it for another week. They do it for another week. And then all of a sudden it starts to snowball. And then what happens is they have this week where they potentially fall off or they've got to travel and they weren't organized or whatever. They kind of fall back onto those kind of old habits. And then they go and eat some of the foods that they used to eat. And they, you know, then they, they don't have their food prepared. So they go these long hours during the day where they don't eat and they start getting the sugar cravings. They're like, oh my God, I got to the end of the week and I feel like shit. My digestion's poor. My sleep wasn't as good oh my God, is this how I used to feel back then? Yes, it, it, it was how you used to feel, but you were doing it for so long that your body is this highly adaptive organism that it will just adapt to whatever stresses that you put under and it just becomes quote unquote normal. So until you break out of that and actually start to feel really, really good and then go back after you've been feeling good for a while and see what shit feels like, you'd be like, oh my God, this is what I used to feel like all the time. But you can only make that assessment when you go through those few weeks of just doing all those fundamentals really, really well. And then you'll just, it really, you know, it's one of those things I, from a coaching standpoint, I really want to try and get people to come to these conclusions on their own. Instead of me telling them all the time, I'm like, let's just set this up. And then you tell me how you feel like, yeah, I can really see the difference. I really feel the way. And that's just like creating those habits and those behaviors because they're, they're connecting the dots. They're like, yeah, when I do this, I feel like shit. But when I do this, I feel really, really good. And the more of those wins we can have is ultimately what changes those behaviors and those, those really poor kind of choices that they were making. And, and just, you know, their, their, their outlook on things just becomes better. And all of a sudden their training starts to improve, they actually have a desire to train because they can start to see changes and their digestive feeling, not feeling lethargic. There's just so many wins. I could crap on for 10 minutes. <laughs> listing out all of the points and all the positives that are often overlooked and, and quite underrated, but makes such a huge improvement. And it all simply comes back to just planning ahead, <laughs> you mm. know, getting excited about just doing a meal plan that you would enjoy. Like the, it's just so crucial. And, and again, ultimately at the end of the day, if your goal is to lose weight, then you need to create a caloric deficit. And interestingly enough, the best way to do that is by planning your food ahead of time. So you're eating the similar sort of foods, which is ultimately leading to the amount of calories you need to create a fucking caloric deficit. <gasps> I also think though, Craig, like, yes, you're right. But it, it, what you're saying is right. But yes, we it is think, fucking right. But, we, but also too, you can, I think, up-regulate your, you know, like I look at the clients that have been in our program for a long time, who've been consistent, who've built muscle, who do their 10,000 steps daily. It's like, their system just works better. You know, they sleep through the night, they can eat more calories. Yes. And they've, because they've got more muscle and still maintain a leaner physique. Like, you know, one's clients that you, um, I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, 
your client of yours, you know, you guys did that diet, she dieted down and she's gradually built muscle and now she's stayed at that lower weight and she's eating like 2,200 calories a day, Yep. you know, because she got consistent, she's eating the nutrient dense food. So everything's yep. starting to work, but she's also consistent, obviously. Yeah. So it's, it's really yeah, her whole, her whole lifestyle and behavior around what she used to do with food and how she used to approach it and how she used to drink on the weekend. And like, like mm. all of that's completely changed. It's not one thing. It's a number of things that have happened and developed over a considerable amount of time to allow her to get to this point where she's at the body weight. She went from mm. 150 pounds down to like, she's, she sits around 130 now, which for her height is, is excellent. She's built some good muscle along the way. So her body composition overall, she looks really good in a bikini now. Um, and, and all of that's happened just simply because she's done the fundamentals. And she's know? eating more food. She's, she's, she's like that higher energy that you talk about this. Yeah. Well, she's know, got, she's gotten stronger when we've increased yeah. her steps more and she's just yeah. more active and she just does little things. Like when she goes to the shop, she, she's eating really nutrient dense. Like she ate, used to eat a ton of green veggies and she had real bad digestive issues. And yeah. she, you know. but she, just, she also wasn't tracking her food as well. And she was just yeah. like, I just don't know how I can be eating this much food now and maintaining this body yeah. weight when I was 20 pounds heavier. And I'm like, well, that's because you really had no idea how much you were consuming back then. Like you didn't track any of the alcohol that you used to have quite a bit of. And she used to eat out quite mm. a bit. Mm. And you now know, she's like there's, reduced there's all so, her pupas and yeah, there's so many elements to it. Yeah. So many yeah. elements, you know. And and I think with the pupa thing and and you know, like a lot of the grains and stuff, like like she didn't go to the bathroom every day. Yeah, yeah. Know? So obviously estrogen a few times per week. Now she goes twice a day every day. Yeah. So it's you all of I mean? those things, obviously better oh. health. Yeah. will be better and you will lose i think you, you can have a higher metabolic rate so i don't i think that that does and that's why we recommend the foods we do otherwise we just say just eat mcdonald's just hit the macros like it all but but you can't go i think is where women go wrong i'm eating all the foods all these good foods that are supposed to support my metabolism and my health but yeah. i'm not losing weight because they're not tracking so yeah. it's like that that is it's all important the macronutrients the micronutrients yeah. you know all yeah, parts very- of the process that's right. That's it's 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 very short-sighted to think that you can just go and eat all of this really high palatable food that feels great and improves my metabolism and not take any responsibility for how much that you eat. Because we all know intuitively, if you eat too much food, your weight goes up. Right. And just because you're eating metabolically supportive food, your metabolism increasing by a little bit is not going to overshadow the extra amount of food that you eat. Because if your weight is going up, I don't increasing how, it too quickly too yeah quickly, too yeah. by too much too too much relative to what you actually need and then for a lot of people who aren't strength training properly yeah. and or active then, yeah. then, then it's just going to pile on you have to be you have to take responsibility in the fact that the you know the, the amount of food that you consume has to be relative to what that you actually need and if your goal is to actually lose some weight because you already create you already have excess body fat well then like you have like that is the top of the list you have to know how much you're inputting and if you're only prepared to do it sometimes well okay that's fine that's a choice that you make but then you have to accept that if you're only going to track it sometimes and then your weight's not going the way that you want it to be well you have to dial it in more or accept that your weight's going to go up yeah or your body composition because i think too you got to look at the body composition so again it's like if you're someone who's small yeah and you know like again this is a long-term 
you know, like it's, it takes time to see, to build muscle, well, you yeah, know, like I mean, that, that, that's the training aspect that, mm. I mean, that's, that's a, a podcast on its own. It's just mm. like you're, you're, you're training your ability to execute and lift and push past the threshold of what you're capable of is then going to allow you to eat some more food because you're going to need some more food in order to be able to recover from those intense training sessions. But, you know, people's ability to train like that, you know, like unless you've been coached to do so, like it's, 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 it's kind of a, um, it's a hard one to sort of define because a lot of people, again, like food, mm. they believe they're training a lot harder than what they actually are or they're not training as accurately as they need to really warrant the, 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 the adaption to see muscle going on. Mm. Um, and that's obviously why we, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, training execution and training effort and progressive overload, like all of those elements have to come together in order to really create stimulus for muscle to go on, you know? So it's, and then, and then there's, there's like, I always say to clients who join our program, like, look, we follow overarching principles, but how we apply them to your, to your specific situation and goals is different yeah. because yes. someone who comes in at, you know, hundred kilos is going to have a different approach to someone who's 62 kilos and already small, you know, right. who's under eating. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's impossible to put every single nuance into a post or a program like that's the value of coaching you know and I think I always like nearly every woman I speak to says I've spent thousands of dollars kitty on shit quick fix one-off programs that never work I'm like stop spending money on those things save up yeah. and actually invest in coaching and get specific and learn about you and your body and what you need to do yeah. um, you know I did an interview with uh, Leanne I wanted to interview someone who's left the program, you know, who's met, who I've kept in contact with, don't keep in contact with everyone, but she's like been out of the program for two or three years. And she's like, I'm in the best shape I've ever been. Yeah. I learned the principles and the foundations in 12 months that I needed to know to maintain my results for life. And she's like, I was sick recently. She actually messaged me. I was sick recently, you know, didn't phase me. I just ate, you know, I, it, it's, I know what I, I, I but she put the work in. Mm. She tracked for 12 months. She said, mm. solidly. Mm. You know, she did everything and she said, but to me, doing that is worth a lifetime of freedom yes. and to feel awesome in my body. She's like, I'm 50, I'm in better shape now than I was when I was in my, you know, 30s and I'm mm. happy to get on the beach in a bikini. I'm not saying it's all about what you look like, but, you know, a lot of women want to come in to look, they want to look better and that's okay as long as you do it in health. But you've got to put the work in, like, mm. you know, you've got to stop looking for the easy quick fix approach because it always leads to more pain down the track mm -hmm. and you have to ask yourself like this is how I always approach things when things are hard and I think oh you know like this is this is really tough I'm like well I can quit or I can put the work in like where am I going to be if I keep going and put the work in in five years time versus if I just stop now and keep reverting back to the easy way out easy way out and that'll give you the answer you yeah. know because like there's no way, there's no other way. Like it's, it, 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 it's, 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 you know, we're not, we're not teaching you any magic voodoo quick fix science. Like it's a healthy, sustainable approach. You know, if you listen to the podcast we did with Stan Effedine, he's this awesome powerlifting bodybuilder. He's the best. And he's got a very similar approach to us. And he talks about these things and, you know, building these sustainable lifestyle habits. It's not, it's not, you know, you got to stop looking for that quick fix. Yeah. You got to put the work in. Yeah. And ask you, uh, be honest with yourself. If, you know, when I see women writing, oh, I haven't tracked, I've been really slack, but I'm so disheartened and I'm going to give up. I'm like, you haven't even fucking right. tried. Right. <laughs> you know, you've got it. You've got to sometimes give yourself some tough love and go, come on, mm. I can do this. 
ask yourself, have I really done, like I, this is just an example from when we worked in one of our old coaching programs. This wasn't for nutrition and training for business coaching. This was like one of the second programs that we did. And it was a huge learning curve for us because we hadn't been really online yet. And uh, I had to, like, I always kept telling myself, I can't do Facebook marketing. Like how many times have you told yourself, I can't track? I can't track, I can't track. So this is a story that I used to tell myself. I'm never going to be good at it. I can't do it. We outsourced it to all these different fucking agencies and it always flopped, right? And then, you know, we started in Lynn's program. He was this guy that we worked with um, who we love and he's one of our friends now. And um, I remember doing his doing his program and in the initial three months, you know, it was really hard. And like I was sitting out, like we still had our gym and I was sitting out in the front of our house and I was trying to like build this mini chat funnel and do all this shit that I've never done before. And I was just getting so overwhelmed. And I sat down and I was like crying and crying. And I was thinking, oh, this isn't working for us. This program isn't going to work for us. You know, like, you know, Lynn should be helping us more and, you know, just the pity party, right? How many of you have done that? The fucking pity party. It's too hard. I can't do it. My life's too hard. The kids are too hard. You know, it's too hard with the kids. My partner's not supportive enough. And I sort of sat there for a while and I cried. Then I stopped and I thought, you know what? You, you haven't even really fucking tried properly. Mm. You keep telling yourself that you can't do Facebook ads. No wonder you can't do it. Have mm. you actually sat down and just given it a go and stopped putting this pressure on yourself that you have to know it all in, you know, one day? Yeah. And like, if you, what's the alternative? You know, you want to grow your business. You know, do you want to be working fucking 17 hour days in the gym for the rest of your life? No, <laughs> even though we love the gym. And so then I was like, all right, that's it. I'm getting on every fucking coaching call. I showed up. I worked my way through the website. You know, I mastered, I wouldn't say I mastered the, fa- the Facebook ads, but, you know, I did well enough. And we scaled our business from like zero to 100K months in 11 months because of my change in attitude. So instead of going, I can't do this, I was like, you know what? I can't do it yet. Yeah, if I, I give up now. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember because yeah. I, I mean, that's not something that I've, ever had anything to do within our business that's something that you've always done and uh i i remember that day you sitting out on on the deck fucking pulling your eyes out and whatever and i'm like well this is not my realm i i literally have nothing to contribute here but just go look it's gonna be okay like you'll you'll figure it out and whatever and, and i mean you did but it, it was really interesting what kind of followed after that as well because within lynn's group we had the the kind of the group coaching calls and that sort of thing and you're like I fucking suck at this. That's it. I'm getting on every call. And often a lot of the time, I remember Lynn used to do those hot seat calls yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like he'd be in the Facebook page and he's just like, well, who's doing the hot seat? And Kitty would write on then. She's like, if none of you other fuckers are going to bother getting on these calls, I'll just fucking do it. Uh, I have to listen. To I don't you. think I said so many swear words in there. Well, something similar. I mean, it was pretty aggressive, but you got on there every week. And I'm sure a lot of people were just like, oh, Kitty's on here again and whatever. And it's just like, well, why are you complaining the fact that she's on there and you're not? And you got to the point where you were able to, you know, learn these things and we were able to scale our businesses. And a lot of people never got past that point because they just weren't prepared to just sit down, be vulnerable and, and just be go, I don't know this now, right? I'm not great at it, but like anything in the world, you don't need to be great to start, but you need to fucking start to be great. So shut the fuck up and get on with it. Right, and, and we, like- we, pro- we probably sound like we've been a bit harsh, but I just I think that like if you're listening to this and you are that person, you can do it. Believe in you yourself. Can you can absolutely 100% do this. Like we see women in our program do it every day. They finally that they that they change gears and they have that switch where they're like, "You're right, Kitty." Yeah. You know, like I did a couple of calls in our 16 week program, and one of the ladies was um 
she was so funny. She was so nice. She's like, oh, I didn't didn't have a good couple of weeks. You know, I had drinks and, but I finally got my shit together last week and I, I planned ahead and I did everything and I hit everything and, you know, but I didn't see any results in a week. And I was like, it's been a week. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I know. And I said, but you should pat yourself on the back that you got your shit together, yeah. you know, and you, you've been consistent. Um, and it's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's asking yourself, how can I, what can I do? You know, failing forward. If you fuck it up, which you will, you always will make mistakes. We've made a ton of mistakes in our business, but you know what? You just learn and you move forward because the most successful people in the world aren't successful because they've never failed. They have failed more than most people have even tried, but they're successful because they keep going. Yeah. And, you know, you can totally do the same thing and you can change your life and you can change your health, but the power has to be within, within you. And as soon as you start to blame other people, you take your power away. You take yep. your power away. Like, yep. you know, so I just, hopefully you listen to this and you don't throw the, throw the towel in, you know, and you keep going mm-hmm. and you be, you know, like be honest with yourself, start tracking your food consistently and, you know, make changes from there. And just even if you implement one thing a week, Hey, you know, it's only got to be one thing and you just got to let it snowball. You know, it really is like the power of just adherence over time. You know, like even if you don't have to be perfect, just be doing something every week and it will Mm. just add up. Build on it. Atomic Habits. That's a good book. Read that. (laughs) Yeah. Read that. It's fantastic. Yeah. But it's just, you know, the, the time is going to pass anyway. And you don't want to get three and six, nine months down the track and just go, look, I'm still in the same position. And all I needed to do was spend half a day. But I've heard people just go, you know, I've spent a couple of hours doing this. You know, this is such a waste of time. You know, like this should be easier than this. And I'm like, it's Why? a couple of hours. What else would yeah. you be doing? Fucking scrolling on Instagram. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're not getting your dopamine hit. You have to actually apply yourself to something and learn a new fucking skill. Well, guess what? This skill is going to be the thing that gets you to ultimately where you want to be. So you don't need to spend... Any mm. more time or fucking money on any of those dumb shit fucking quick fix diets. People doing the HEG diet, so many women are just, they, they talk to me about, about the HEG, how many times I've done it. I'm like, it is the most disgusting, deplorable fucking thing. And doctors should be pulled over the foot. I probably shouldn't say that out loud. Um, yeah, but they could. Telling you to eat 500 calories a day, injecting with hormones injecting. is ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous. It is retarded. It is just, it's, and, and I just, I, uh, and the difference between that is you having to just plan and just learn some food tracking skills. Like I, I, I think I just get so fired up about this ultimately because I just know that if they just put the time in, yeah, they can how get much results. better it's things would be. And it's ultimately because I do care so much because we wouldn't be here if I give a shit. And I wouldn't be getting so fired up and so triggered if I didn't give a shit about the, uh, a lot of these women because I'm just like, yeah, we want to help you. We want you to feel three what kids. Feel. Yeah. That's a lot harder than fucking being able to learn to put some macros in and be consistent with this stuff. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> a lady messaged me today on Instagram. She's like, oh, I don't do your programs, Kitty, but I've been listening to all your podcasts. And I'm finally like, you know, built up the confidence to start tracking and it's really helping me. You're right. I just need to change my mindset. And she's like, I'm really understanding now how I can incorporate low-fat dairy. Thanks for all the information you put out. Mm-hmm. You know, we do these podcasts every week. You know, there's a lot of women that don't even ever join our programs, but, you know, I think, yeah, we ultimately want to help you. And this changed my life so much that that, that we created this business. 
Mm. You know, like this is, we love it. Every, obviously, it's challenging and we get frustrated, obviously, of course. Like we'd be lying if we didn't. But mm. overall, it's amazing and it's so rewarding and we, and we love it. And, you know, we, get, we change a lot of women's lives. Like if you listen to our testimonials, um, you know, so I think just want to finish off with saying we believe you can do it. So you've got to believe in yourself and apply yourself and do the work, but it's totally worth it. So I'm going to pull it up there because that was a bit of bit went over time. But as always, um, you know, give the podcast a rating and a review. And if you've done it before, you can rate it and review it as many times as you, as you like. And each week I'll pick a winner who rates and reviews like an episode. So you can just rate and review this episode on the podcast and then uh, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram tori- stories and tag me at Kitty. K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-A-L-D. And then each month um, I pick a winner and they get a tub of saturated premium collagen. So as long as you share it, I know that you've shared it then and tagged me. So for your chance to win, just do that. So thanks again for listening and we uh, we hope this helps and uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye.